I'm a pioneer. I'm an explorer. I'm a human, and I'm coming. I'm animated. I'm alive. My heart's big. It's got hot blood going through it fast. I like to fight, too. I like to eat. I like to have children. I'm here. I got a life force. This is a human. This- TC and Jake. All right, folks, before we bring on Joe, I have two quick housekeeping notes. Okay. First, quick housekeeping note. I wanted to let people know briefly about our uh, fill-in host program that we're launching, uh, because I think that Dan and I are going to uh, be having a further discussion of Strom Thurmond this week. So just in, in the past, if one of us is on vacation, we have strived to uh, bring the microphone on vacation. And I think that we mutually agree it's a bit of a drag and it would be nice to just go on a fucking vacation. Yeah. So uh, instead of that, we're going to switch to an all new system where uh, whoever's on vacation will be replaced by uh, a, a rotating cast of characters that you are likely already familiar with. Uh, in this first instance, it is likely to be Dan McDowell. Second housekeeping note. You better play Biden's whole eulogy. <laughs> oh, all right. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, okay. The current big man uh, eulogized the guy who was like the last segregationist alive. Who I also, have no doubt, that <laughs> right. he sucked his dick for forty-five minutes. <laughs> you, you are correct. So make sure you work that in. You were just great. You know, you just loved his passion for hating blacks. We had a it was a passion mainly. We, we had a few political differences, but <laughs> yeah. at the end of the day, I was able to see. It wasn't enough for me to object <laughs> to being close friends with him. All right, so that's item one. That's item one. Uh, item two, I do not believe that we have yet mentioned on these particular airwaves uh, that I'm, I'm, I'm me and my my buddy Al are doing a deep dive through True Detective on the Life Skills podcast. If you have not listened to any other episodes of Life Skills podcast. I think you can just hop in with True Detective and be fine. And I'm, I'm proud of what we're doing over there, so I want everyone to know about it. Yeah, everyone should know about it, and I want to help you produce your show a little bit. Okay. Uh, because... <clears throat> Less... Uh, y- if it takes three times as long as the show took to break down the show, it might be too long? Uh, well, no, I just want to make sure of this. As somebody who just wrapped up White Lotus, uh-huh. I ended up taking the plunge and doing White Lotus. Uh-huh. I'm going to say something... That's pretty sexist and pretty offensive, pretty misogynistic, okay? Uh Uh-huh. You need to do an entire episode on Alexandria Daddario's uh, bust. It it took up more than a little bit of time. Okay. Because we just did episode two, which I didn't realize that it's episode two. When they... Like, we're front-loading. No, they... They run, the, they run the they run the flea scene. flicker on like the second drive of the game. It's amazing and like yeah. it's long scene. It's, it's a long scene. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's glorious. So, so yeah, you're right. Uh, I don't know. Will we ever have anything like it again in Hollywood? <sighs> Probably not. But uh, but yeah. So uh, life skills podcast. You can find it on Blowout or if you search life skills, you'll see it. Um, that's all the uh, the housekeeping notes. Let's uh, let's go three wide. Let's bring him in, Joe Kemp, brother of Jake. How's it going, my man? Hey, Joe. What's up, boys? It's going good. Starting a momentary new life out here in Denver. Things are well. Starting a yeah, couple new jobs. Yeah, what do you got jobs. going on? All good. Just telling people about GameStop out there? Is that the job? 
Yeah, telling people about GameStop and then also just randomly trying to just serve random people I find on the streets. Doesn't matter what time of day it is, nationality, race, origin, sex, creed, doesn't matter. I'm here to help. So we have two paths that we're going to walk down today, and TC doesn't know about that one. Yeah. Oh, this is that's even better then because I I can see your face whenever I tell it to you. You're gonna laugh, but you're not gonna be surprised. (laughs) No, he's not. But I I I told him that this is this is gonna be uh, electric, but didn't give him any other details. That's correct. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He thinks we're just here to talk. He thinks we're just here to talk stocks. Oh, that's awesome. You're going to love this. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think I am. I think based on the tone of voice, you're right. Did you know uh, You know, Russ served Michael Irvin? Our friend Russ once served the uh, court papers to Michael Irvin. Oh, he was uh, like a, what's that called? Uh, Con- processor server? Oh, okay. Yeah. I thought you meant just like he worked at Chili's or something. No, no, it was... That'd be pretty cool, too. It was not heyday or anything, because Ross was in, you know, middle school, elementary school during that. But uh, it was... it was. I think he, like, served them outside of, like, ESPN Radio. So it must have been when he was on ESPN Radio. With Kevin Kiley. Yeah, 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 yeah. Those were the days. You, Michael Irvin? So, so it's pretty much up to you how you want to handle the order of operations here. Um, and by up to you, I mean you, TC. Oh, me? I'm going to let you quarterback this thing. Cause... Well, I don't know what we're doing. How would I be able to make this decision? Well, uh, you know you know one of them. You know one of them is my brother's interest in the financial sector. <laughs> and, Extreme uh... interest. <laughs> I've, I've noticed that, yeah. And I mean, I love it. I, you know, I just love passion, like period. I just like people just fired up and living. Breathing is not living. You know that, dude. I absolutely know that for sure. You'll know about it soon enough. It might not be this week, this month, or even in 2021, but you and generations to come will know about it. (laughs) Can you stop? Buddy, I promise you. Is it the new Amazon? Um, Oh, you mean tech stop? It has it has nothing even to do with that. I mean, it somewhat does, but it has more to do with uh, the nefarious activities of the powers that be. Which I think that's where what our, does that our, even mean? our interest probably align uh, somewhat. But how did you 100%. get interested in the stock market? It's only been in the last few years, a couple years. Yeah, well, honestly, I wouldn't even say it's been the last couple years. Uh, like literally millions of others in the United States and tens of millions across the the entire globe, our interest was brought in in January when this whole scenario began. And as we kind of, first of all, before I say anything, none of this is financial advice. And (laughs) uh, like, don't follow anything I say or anything like that. Do your own due diligence. Just because I don't want to get sued or whatever or anything. I don't even know anything past that. That's what my dumb brain, I just read that a lot. So I just want that to be on the record now. I'll be right back. Hold on. Can You can keep talking. I'm just going to plug the computer in. Is it going to reach? You need an extension. No, he'll just edit it out. And the dog. It actually worked out pretty nicely because the dog is doing her uh, male person bug out. So I can keep talking, and then he'll be able to edit out Milo and this? Yeah. That's for sure. unbelievable. Yeah, no, he's a technology wizard, this guy. He's uh, 
He's very he's very adept. He actually edits podcasts and video uh, streams for a living. So I would hope. Oh, okay, that would make sense then. But yeah, so I was. I mean, I was very, very, very uh, limitedly involved in any. Honestly, zero. But I had been turned on to it by some somebody else that I trusted in January, before it ran up. I believe forty eight hundred percent. Uh, and had gone from about $10 a share price all the way up to $482, which is when they turned off the buy button. And there was widespread market manipulation across all the heavy players that you're familiar with. And they are now all implicated in it now. They have more money than they know what to do with involved in it. And their main intent is to get everyone to believe that all of this is over. It was just a flash in the pan in January, February timeframe. And you're a bit of a, a crazy person or a, a conspiracy theorist if you're still involved in it, which is just not the case. Now, the last time that we spoke about GameStop, uh, it was prior to uh, 69420. Yes. I think it was uh, Labor Day, possibly, or is that the other one? Memorial Day. Memorial Day's in May. Memorial Day. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, and uh, I, I was under the impression, and this could well be my mistake, uh, that that you would be um, living in some kind of mansion, possibly on another planet, uh, after, after that all happened. And I, I have not had the chance to speak with you since then. I, what, what was like did. Did we get what we were hoping for? Six nine four twenty. Is it is it coming later? What's uh what's our update there? Yes, we absolutely did get what we wanted during that date. So like, first off, the the biggest thing to realize about this is that the price is not real. Um, oh, whenever you're dealing with uh, yeah, whenever you're dealing with um, brokers which is in this specific case, Citadel, Archegos, Point72, which is owned by Steve Cohen, who owns the Mets, uh, which that whole purchase of that team was a whole other thing, but that's a discussion for another day. Whenever, for instance, specifically talking about Citadel, if they're also a broker, and then in addition to that, they're the market maker, they decide who they're the market maker for Robinhood, the most corrupt company on the fucking planet, they're, 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 I'm being 100% serious. I know, they're, I, I, I know that, like, I'm 100% positive that you have underlying things that whenever you lay them out to me, I'll be like, Joe's right. Because I've seen this happen enough times, like, you know, I trust it. I know that you're right about this stuff. It's just it's yeah. such a, just any time, so it, it reminds me of whenever uh, Brick would talk about promoters. You know, like, I'm sure he's correct, but like, I just fucking, I laugh every time because I love hearing it. Just any, yeah. anyone talking shit. I'm just, I'm just a big fan. You don't even I'm have passionate. to explain it. Like, I just like it. Yes. So if, if, if that is something that I believe, truly believe that once this saga is over, is not going to be okay anymore. If you have a broker that is also the market maker. So they are paying to get our order flows. And it is up to them whether or not they move those into a lit market, which is the New York Stock Exchange that actually affects the price up or down, 
or dark pool. A dark dark pools are legal, but whenever you put your order flows into that, it's usually Doesn't about. Doesn't sound good. And maybe a, yeah. That, yeah, they need to rebrand for sure on that one. <laughs> it's usually only about 10%. And over the last eight months, seven months really, GameStop's averaging about 90 to 95% of their orders into the dark pool. So nothing really affects it. Um, so don't worry about the price right now. They literally control it. If you want to, they haven't, it's called algorithm trading. Um, yeah. So they just have, you know, a computer-based AI model that will determine, and it's based off of sentiment as well. When do we think that these certain people will sell or they'll buy, whatever it may be. So the importance of that June 9th meeting was that there's an annual shareholders meeting on that day. And obviously they chose it for that that day. And the man who chose it- the sex we, number. And the the weed. sex number, yeah, the weed, all that. It's dumb, but I, I mean, a lot of it is dumb, but there's other reasons behind it why they do certain things. But again, th this could go in so many freaking directions. But the importance of that date was that, you know, so the the uh, the amount of available shares in GameStop is 77 million. That is a public number, right? That is able to be looked up and confirmed you can't really fudge that one up. Those are real shares. On 6-9, when they had the annual shareholders meeting, they have not fully revealed uh, directly the results of that meeting. But if you have more than 77 million votes that come in, which, you know, a normal equity that has a vote at their annual shareholders meeting, they maybe average a quarter to maybe 33% of actual participants. And in this case, it was, we don't know, but four, 500%. So if you have 77 million votes available and then you get in 250, 300 million votes, you have a, a legal and moral, if you care about that, obligation to immediately turn that over to the SEC and say like, hey, something ain't right here. There is widespread manipulation going on. These are just the people that voted, not not to mention the hundreds of millions that, you know, aren't that, you know, dived in to actually vote on it. So those results take about three months, two to three months to then actually turn over to the SEC, the DTCC. It's just all these different shadow organizations that most Americans don't even know about. Shadow organizations. Yeah, I mean. And that's the ones you got to watch out for in my experience. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. <laughs> no doubt. Anyone who has a freaking $100 trillion like the DTCC, I would say we should probably look out for them. So yeah, we're still waiting. Like the bomb so once this is going gets reported, to drop. We, uh, we flip on the rocket ship. The uh, the stonks go to infinity. Well, I mean, at that point, it's about then actually trying to tell and force the people who have created these hundreds of millions. Some people hypothesize a billion, if not two billion, fake shares. It doesn't matter. Whenever me, you, or Jake go and buy them, they're real to us. And it is now on that market maker to freaking make them make them real, not on us. Like you own it in your account, whatever it may be. The tricky part is about then 
issuing that that share recall in a dividend manner that actually proves that they are yours and real, which is where the eruption and involvement of NFTs and the blockchain is coming into our extreme advantage. I was just hoping we could go longer than this without the blockchain coming into it, Joe. <laughs> yeah, I'm tired well, of the blockchain. They're our biggest ally right now. And, they're and, our biggest yeah. ally. So uh, yeah, why is CNBC lying to me about it? CNBC is lying to you about it simply because they their biggest uh, not supporter but funder, I guess you could say, is Citadel Securities. You can look on it anytime you turn on CNBC and you'll see their logo in the background and their name on some sort of a computer screen or something like that. Like, And this can be applied to any of the date stuff that don't certainly, you know, they don't necessarily hit when that date might happen. Like this is dinosaur lizard people, Epstein, <laughs> the richest, most powerful people on the planet type stuff that the the 99% are trying to fucking take their money from them. And that's the only thing they care about. This is a, a huge fucking issue. Yeah. They're not, they're not going to go quietly into the night and I wouldn't expect them. It would not be worth what it is if they just rolled over and died because of morals. Yeah, exactly. Like that's not it, how you it, got there. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yes. Yes. I guess I hear all this and it kind of makes me want to like not own any stocks at all. Oh, I'm never – that's why I'm not doing it prior or I did very little prior. I am not doing any – my portfolio is – I get alerts from all the brokers I have GameStop shares in warning me of the aggressiveness of my profile. <laughs> Do not – like – you shouldn't own 100% of one equity across all spectrums, but I'm not – yeah, I don't trust any of this crap. Will you tell us all. how much GameStop you have? No. Okay. That's smart. That's I wasn't going to let you anyway. All so. right. All right. I no, because I know, I, I know what I had prior to the initial run-up. I know what it's – a rough idea of what it's going to be after the fact. I know what the real share price is right now within a, hundred, a couple hundred dollars. <laughs> I mean, to me, like even the CNBC thing is, uh, it's always been very odd to me that there is a commercially owned, and this gets into, you know, not like we're going to do a Chomsky thing here today or anything, but it is a bit odd that there's a, a company that exists or a media entity that exists entirely to provide information on stocks in the stock market that goes to break uh, every 12 minutes to run ads for products that are owned by companies that they're reporting on their stock prices of. Yeah. Um, I mean that's that's a very that's a macro problem that's I guess somewhat similar to the fact that you know members of Congress can own individual stocks. It's uh it's good Joe's here because <clears throat> now I can uh, refer to the other guys, a movie that Joe and I've seen. It's like the other guys whenever uh you know they walk in and Ershon's lawyer is the head of the SEC or whatever. It's like yes, <laughs> yes. It's it's a great joke in the movie, but it's also not a joke at all. Yeah, and actually it's how things work all the time. <laughs> Yeah, it's sad no, and this isn't a conflict of interest. I don't know why you would think that. <laughs> yeah, it's very yeah. complicated. But, yeah. but it's also like even, even if it's not cable news, you know, the Wall Street Journal, any of these companies, and I don't really have a great solution for how this changes, right? You're not going to have publicly funded financial coverage, you know? That's not 
like you do with like for example NPR or the BBC or something like that. But it is still oh, the idea. I know how to change it. What do you know about the social wealth fund, Joe? Oh, nothing. Well, I'll send you a paper. Okay, yes, yeah, a paper. I like that. That's an official term. Look, I got a lot going on right now, man. <laughs> I'm up to my eyes in, in Reddit uh, DD every single day. <laughs> so I, I have more questions, but I, I don't know about what what how long we're going to need for this looming mystery topic. So uh, no, no, no. I mean that won't take too long. I mean I would I would give more time to this just because there's so many different layers to it. Ultimately, I would feel remiss if it didn't talk about like the reason why this became such an issue is Ryan Cohen, who yeah. is the billionaire young man uh, born of an immigrant, didn't go to college, anything like that, created Chewy.com. He's about that life of Does sticking it to the man. No, he lives in Florida, uh, works I about 20 Chewy hours was like a day or something. No, GameStop is based here in Grapevine, Texas, uh, unaware of Chewy's original place. But he sold Chewy for, I want to say, yeah, five yeah. and a half billion. And I know Chewy he, has a big footprint here just because I've given a lot of their workers rides to the office in my life. Ah, uh, OK. That's gotcha. All. That makes sense. But yeah, so he acquired he, – he was aware of what was going on from a failure to deliver – short selling uh, through synthetic shares well before he uh, began a hostile takeover of GameStop, which he successfully did. Yeah. He knows what he's doing, and which is probably why I feel more <clears throat> confident than anything. Yeah, so is, is like just to synthesize what's – just to summarize what we got up to this point to make sure I understand it, Your your basic thing is that – well, I, we all know that uh, Robinhood has like a operating agreement with Citadel where yes. uh, Robinhood gives Citadel all of their orders. Orders, yes. Through payment for order flow, which was quietly last Friday on the Congress floor uh, not passed by a lot of those same Congress members that Jake was referencing that are you, literally in open public utilizing insider trading. And they yeah. do not want payment for or flow to go away at all. Yeah, I, I don't even know how Congress wants to be able to trade stocks. Like, it's insane. Doesn't that just look terrible for – like, is it really worth whatever money – like, would I, – I don't know. I, I can see how some of the members would be like, no, dude, I'm making too much money off this to vote against it. But I would, I would think that you could find a majority that were like, this is better off for all of us if, it, if we're not held to this kind of suspicion – and just no Congress members are allowed to hold, hold stocks. That yes, if you're me. still believing in the good of man. See, <laughs> the, I, I know what you're saying, but like they hold a public-facing job where like their continued holding of that job depends in some part on at least like convincingly duping us into the idea that they ought to hold this job. Right. So like that does apply some pressure, but and it, obviously it's not enough to do anything yet. But I I think that's going to change. But it's it's also it maybe it will, but it's also a pretty obtuse idea. Like it's the sort of thing that if you try to explain to their average voter in wherever America that they're like, I don't have a clue what payment for order flow means. And no, I I, I just mean congressmen being able to hold stocks. Being able to, I think oh, you go to the average voter and we're like, do you think that this guy should be able to hold stocks on companies making votes on? They would be like, no, of course not. 
Uh, yeah, I guess I would agree, but I, I also think it'll take a little time to get the the fervor riled yeah. up to get people because it's a you know it's very odd that it's only something that don't, recently people are like, hey, this seems weird. It seems like something that would have been done basically. Kind of when they started. Yeah, yeah. when they started. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I completely agree. Completely. Uh, but yeah, so so we got these. Citadel holds the order flows, and so the way it ought to work is that whenever people buy GameStop, uh, the stock price goes up. But because of the way that Citadel and Robinhood do their business, um, it's not having those kinds of effects. There's a there's a, a separation being created between the price of GameStop and the demand for GameStop, yes. and and that's uh, helping out equity firms. It's helping out Citadel. They're yes, benefiting from this difference in the in the demand of the price. A thousand percent, because what happened in January, you know, what people refer to as a short squeeze, uh, it's an anomaly. It happens very rarely in the market. They want and they need everyone to believe that that was it when that happened in January. And that was not it. The problem that they created at that time, 482 at like a 408, 4,800% increase was just a small little fraction of it. That thing would have just kept freaking going straight up like the big green weenie, just absolutely directly erect right up all the way into the thousands. And honestly, at that time, and there are people way smarter than I am that are grinding on these type of numbers and and searching like QAnon's in the mix now. That was weird <laughs> uh, about a month ago, but they could have ended the game then. Whenever they turned off the buying and they had the congressional hearing, there were conversations that were essentially had on back channels that allowed them to decrease their margin requirements if they agreed to turn off the buying on, on, on a couple of these certain equities. That never, those short positions were never covered. And all they've essentially banked on over the last seven months is a bunch of gamers and sports gamblers who have been brought into the mix to get bored. But instead, in order to just stay alive for one more day, they have turned to seven months of consecutive, very blatant and in the open fraud and market manipulation. And all that does is wind the cork tighter and tighter and tighter. You're just adding more and more and more fake synthetic shares to the issue. You're allowing us poor people to double, triple, 10 times our positions Hoping because all of these algorithms are based off of human sentiment. If you see something go up, okay, I must either sell, sell because it's too high or if it goes way, you know, they'll drop it drastically in 10 minutes. I must get out of this position stuff like that. Their AI algorithms are not they, – they cannot compute not acting like a human. Which is what everyone has done over the last six or seven months. So as opposed to having a historically bad problem in January, they've amplified it into measures that we cannot even comprehend. And all the Dogecoin bullshit you saw back in May or whatever that or March when that ran up to 69 cents or 72 cents. The reverse repo, which is a, a nightly thing that 
gauges inflation and hides big banks' monies overnight so they're not required to actually spend them has eclipsed $1 trillion for six days in a row now. It's never gone above a trillion dollars in the history of our country. The inflation issues that the Fed will simply not recognize, even though every single market indicator is saying this is the reason why, is all based off of the shitstorm that they have created over the last seven months. When I talk to him, I feel like I'm living in the big short. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, except the difference between this and the big short is that this is kind of based on, it's really just an extension of of Occupy. Like there's more of an yeah. ideological fuel yes. to this fire and determination than there was in just a, hey, this is something that we recognize we can make a lot of money off of like it yeah. was in the housing uh, shortage or yeah. housing market collapsing and the bubble. But uh, Not directly related, but kind of in the same <clears throat> universe. I We're in the process of considering uh, a new home and I was talking to a professional who was helping us with the uh, the money side of it. And it was truly alarming. Like, and he seemed alarmed. He was like, yeah, like basically he was saying like, if you want to move quickly, it's possible to just like basically tell the bank, like, I'm just going to pay both mortgages. Like, even if you do intend to sell the one, just be like, how many, how much can I carry? Like that you'll approve. And he was like, yeah, you know, I know we all lived through whatever, but, uh, Despite what you may have heard, they'll pretty much still let you do anything. Yeah. It's yeah, terrifying. The, nin the ninja loans are back for sure. And I I don't feel comfortable or confident. I don't know what that is. <laughs> yeah, just, what are the ninja okay. loans? Yeah, my bad. It just means, uh, well, you brought up big short, all right? I thought we were tracking on all that shit. <laughs> I'm doing no, my best. No income, no job application. You don't have to prove okay, that okay. you're making any money or that you even have a job and you are getting approved for loans. Yeah. History absolutely repeats itself. And it's yeah, happening I, now. I was just hoping that the repeat cycle would be enough that I'd be dead after like when we went Not through just another kind of the same person. Yeah, yeah like I remember. Yeah. Like yeah. I knew you then. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's not that long. Yeah. Well, I, and I, y'all know the term better. It's two gentlemen's last name. It's like a theory that you know every twenty to twenty-five or thirty years or whatever that the world and shit will run in these cycles of like a a, a phase of enlightenment and then a reckoning and. It's like a German guy's last name it or something like that. Strauss Howe. Yeah, there you go. Exactly. Because I only know this term because a lot of times people bring it up when people try to do uh, like slotting of generations, like Boomer, X, yes. and I think their thing, they actually have, they wrote a book called Generations and this this is their whole thing. Of like, I mean, it's if, all just the same. if that holds, uh, when when's the Cowboys three-peat coming back? Man. <laughs> <laughs> that didn't, need, that didn't need to happen. I mean, I'm now. trying to be excited about it. Maybe it's just, this is our 92, dude. It really was. It really was. Uh, yeah, so the, the people that are much smarter than me have uncovered, and not through just like bullshit, man. I'm talking like two, three hour long YouTube videos of screen uh, shares of them going through 13F filings and like rabbit holes that go 10, 12 levels deep, essentially showing that 2008 was never covered. And all of that bailout money was essentially taken by those 
massive big banks and used for profit. And they essentially just kicked the can down the road over and over and have systematically picked out companies that they decide that if they were to say it to the public, the public sentiment would agree that, yeah, they were supposed to go bankrupt due to their business model, whether that's Sears, Toys R Us, it, it, there's dozens of them. And they've shorted these companies through nefarious means to try to slowly cover that money. And they chose GameStop and it was just the wrong fucking bet. <laughs> That's right. They did. They were the classic movie trailer. What they didn't expect was Joe. <laughs> I mean, I was late to the mix. I mean, I've been a part of it for eight months now, but I'm telling you what they didn't expect was Ryan Cohen. You're not supposed to be a billionaire and have morals and values. That's right. So this like, what's your, does he like talk <laughs> like a, so he has a gag order until uh, the end of this year, just for <laughs> okay. the, not like from the. It's just whenever he just began about GameStop. In general, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, there are rumors that that's what it, it could be. Like for instance, today they just, uh, added to their website like thousands of new iPhones and Androids and electric scooters and computers and modern like. They are, he's already taken on Amazon once with Chewy and defeated him in that space. And now he's trying to do it again through uh, the technology space. But So yeah. are you saying that like, uh, you know, the, the 2008, the financial crisis, that there were like uh, big losses that no one ever actually paid for, like had to settle up and they've been attempting them more or less like uh, in a complicated way launder that by like uh popping the bubbles of these cover you know like making these like your your toys r us go under and uh that ryan realized this all is going on and uh you know just uh, like you know put himself in front of like like outmaneuvered them to be like no i see it and i'm gonna stop it Yes. I mean, I wouldn't say that was his sole reason. I mean, that's why I believe, again, not financial advice, that GameStop is the best investment that you – hey, Chappie, Greg, like Greg Kemp is in on it, all right? Like, he, Greg ain't moving around money that <laughs> – he's, if he's, he's more not, of a, a you know, seer, sage, lock of the week. <laughs> dude, but my dad does not play around point. with no, his I know. investments, though. I know, he's, I know. Yeah. I, I – I don't know. I, I kind of like half of me wants to go put a bunch into GameStop the second this is done. The other half that will probably win out is just like this. Also, you know, like uh, it's a war. I don't <laughs> that I don't need to be involved in. Uh, you shouldn't like jump into wars if you don't have to. You should respect. I mean, if you know, usually the price to pay for war is life and your soul. <laughs> so like. Right now it's on one hundred and sixty-one dollars. I mean, that's not a cheap. I would pay that for for war, no problem. <laughs> wait, <laughs> wait and see, bud. You don't I, know how this ends. I don't know how this ends, which is why I wasn't overly comfortable sharing my position in it. But sure. I'm overly confident in the fundamentals, and not only for the short he term, likes for the fundamentals, for short squeeze, but for the long term. If you look at any of the market cap for any other tech companies, 
it is disrespectful what GameStop's currently is. That doesn't make any sense. He he chose this company and bought a hostile takeover. It is incredibly rare in the financial financial world. Like he did not have a, a, a position on GameStop's board. He just came in out of nowhere and didn't tell anyone and bought $21 million worth of shares, 13% stake in the company, and just rammed his way onto the board and then kicked out all the dinosaurs. And so what are you guys doing? Gaming and technology especially from an e-commerce standpoint, is absolutely the future. It is what all this, the single-digit kids and teenagers, they live in the metaverse. I which do is, live in the metaverse. No, you not too? you. Not you. No, I'm I saying do. like you too, yeah. So does Saroy. Like, yeah, a lot. Of, like, if you're playing Fortnite and you find your enjoyment by going to a Fortnite restaurant on Thursday night as opposed to like – a real restaurant that's like a, a real thing that is coming our way faster than we realize and yeah, so that's why I, uh, it's good long that, and short term again not directly related but like in the general vicinity uh driving around with jorts uh admittedly certainly substances was helping this but like driving around los angeles with jorts given the amount of gta 5 i've played like it's it's an insane experience. Like I like <laughs> I've been here like I've been here before. Like a lot. Like I've spent months here, but I've never been here in my life. Well, yeah. Like Are you like, saying you were wearing jorts? No, our buddy, no, our, our our buddy friend, jorts. you know Jordan, Jordan Richardson. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, you said with jorts. I thought you were just saying like His with name jorts. Is on. jorts. Like, what does that have to do with the story? Dude? No, I I went to LA with Jordan Richardson and I I yeah. had never taken the one from uh, Santa Monica to uh, Malibu except for in the game. Right. Yeah. When I've done it many a times because I'm trying yeah. to fuck with that uh, military base. You know what I'm talking about? Oh, get yeah. the tank. Trying to go get that tank. You're talking um, GTA. And uh and so, like, I've I've made the drive in the game a lot. I've made the drive in real life never, and I fucking did it. And I was like, I, it, I, I don't know. I can't begin to describe the feeling. It was unsettling and exciting, and there's a lot of things going on. Um, so how how much of uh, like what's 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 your life like right now? Like, do you spend more time on Call of Duty or more time reading Reddit stock? Have not been playing Call of Duty as much. I'm waiting for the new Battlefield to come out. Uh, and then also just starting this new job, moving. I honestly, for the first four to five, maybe three to four months or whatever, I would spend hours a day, usually in the morning from like 5 to 7 a.m. reading up on these things. Enough has been proven that was hypothesized prior and enough laws, like literally this week, and there's been probably about a dozen over the last two months. There's a new uh, enforcement chairman uh, of the SEC. There's a new director of the SEC. What, what are their names? Well, one's Gary Gensler. He's the director of the SEC. I cannot pronounce and right off the top of my head name the enforcement one. Okay. He's a no, sh- I'm he's not a trying sheik. to put you on the spot. He's a sheik Muslim dude, and he has like fucking 32 consonants in his last name. <laughs> hey, like, do you recognize this man? Your brother knows the, enfor- the like, new head of enforcement at the SEC. No, I do, because it's basically just, it's, uh, it's, it's, 
getting really fired up about something that you think is unfair and trying to do everything you can about it, which is not new to me at yeah, all. Yeah, I'm all about it. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, which, since we only have like 10, 15 minutes left. Yeah, yeah, sorry. Dude, I told you, I get real fired up. No, no, you're fine. I, I just think it. it's a decent segue into uh, a couple of weeks ago, I texted him and I was like, hey, did you hear anything about this uh, this job? There's a, a couple different job, a couple irons in the fire. And uh, he was like, hey, are you like, can you talk? And it was 10 o'clock here. So I was like, man, I'm going to bed. Uh, and then he proceeded to send me this string of text messages that I could not process that night. And we ended up having to talk about it the next day. So I'll let you set the scene. We're talking like, what, a week and a half ago in Denver? Uh, yeah, <clears throat> I, last week, six days. No, actually a week ago tonight, which is so weird to me that like, People just get absolutely bananas on a Wednesday night here. Like it, it, it gives me vibes of Austin and New Orleans, as in there's a shitload of people here that don't truly like exemplify the city and might not have lived here long ago. But yeah, uh, last Wednesday night, went out to go pick up my sushi, little pickup order. Thank God I left my puppy at home. Uh, I was maybe two minutes from the house and I was 30 seconds behind a pretty horrific, uh, hit and run by oh, an, an incredibly drunk driver and the victim, if you want to call her that she's fine now, thank God, uh, was a Venezuelan lady who fully legal, uh, spoke very little English was, hit incredibly hard uh full 360 in her vehicle launched her a couple yards away in her minivan like i pulled a, i just i would do that it's probably a fault but i pulled over to see if she was okay and nah, she was good man she was not okay uh yeah. clearly head head trauma uh burns all this type of stuff uh, there was another like witness was there. The car on fire? No, I, I, sh I should specify that. Like seatbelt burns. Like she had hit okay. with such impact that it literally, you know, left those marks on her. And there was another witness there, a girl and a – whoops. Hey, bleep that out, boys. Okay. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I'm just kidding. You know, I have to actually oh, do I that. Oh, I have to? All right. Oh, I just said Anne. It could have been Anne anybody, dude. No. Okay. Fine. But uh, I pulled over to see if they were all right. She was okay. You know, no life-saving measures needed to be given at that time. I made sure they were okay just for a bit. And they said, hey, the suspect drove off with only three wheels on his car, not tires. The third entire wheel was lodged in the back right side of her vehicle. So – I shouldn't have done it, and I've talked with Jake about this <laughs> offline. I'm not, I'm not Dude, going to do man. it again. You're, you're saving lives out here. Yeah, we haven't got I, to the part yet that he shouldn't have done. Okay, okay. Yeah, no, 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 no. I should have ended it there and be like, okay, just provide them security and wait until the police arrive or whatever. My brain just thought immediately, hey, there's only three freaking wheels on this car, dude. I'm only like five blocks from my house. I can go get this guy. So I did. I immediately got – it's like a 1030 at night at this time. Holy I shit, drove dude. maybe two blocks down the road to a Blue Moon Brewery, and there was his car with only three wheels there. 
There's probably like mm. 50 X, like 50 X'd out weirdos riding their little bicycles around this bar, like fresh off a rave or something like that. And I got out of my vehicle and I was like, who, who's fucking driving this car? Like, there's no way you didn't see this car drive up with three wheels yeah. park in the middle of the road. And like, you know where he's at. So I yelling it at people like who fucking wants to be a good person tonight? Shit like that. Like I felt like I was Mark Wahlberg in one of his dumb, like just repeat movies. Yeah. And at that time, yes, the (laughs) driver of the vehicle appeared and, you know, skull tattoos, long Brown Dickies, white tee, all this kind of stuff, just absolutely plastered out of his mind. Uh, starts telling me who's asking me, you dumb dumb. Like I'm literally yelling it at the crowd. I am asking. Uh, he tells me, well, "Who that are you? I'm the GameStop guy." <laughs> um, I definitely had some dumb lines. There's no doubt about it, and I'm not proud of them. And I was getting chirped from the crowd, getting made fun of all left and right. It's ridiculous. Dude. This is amazing. Well, the worst part about it is I I wear flip flops everywhere. Uh, sure, those ones Dan gave me. Yes, yeah, uh, Mari Mari's. Harry Mars, yeah, no free ads. No, stop. But, <laughs> That's right, he does. So I don't put on my right sandal when I drive. So I hopped out the truck with one sandal on. You don't so wear right the sandal when you. Yeah, I don't want okay. to get caught in the driver, you know, whatever. And so people are immediately thinking I'm I a drive cycle. with sandals well, all the time. That's okay. Okay. I well, kind of know what he's talking about, though. Has, that that's, right hap- that's happened to me before, actually. I might, I might try it on the way home okay. now, yeah. actually. <laughs> yes. But yeah, so he uh, popped out uh, after I'm too. Um, I think I told him I've killed more guys than girls he's fucked, which isn't true at all. <laughs> I mean, you don't know but, how many girls he's fucked. Yeah, but I know how many guys I've killed. There's no way, it, like, he's had sex before. <laughs> <laughs> at, you least, know at least he's once. He's clearly had sex before. Okay. Yeah. We don't have to say anything all else. Right. <laughs> so he. Told me that he was going to pay us off in cash. Got in my face, like clearly a gangster, like kind of a hardcore gangster for sure. Got in my face, and I'll try to wrap this up. I know we're on a time crunch, but no, I will. Uh, Take your time. This sounds like a rich, beautiful story. Got in my face after I, uh, I just told him, like, hey, you hit a girl, and I wasn't a hundred percent aware of the damage to her. Uh-huh. But I wanted him to believe that he had like killed somebody. I uh-huh. wanted him to understand the severity of the situation because he had no idea. He left the scene. Then he'd be relieved her. that, in fact, he didn't kill anyone. It'd be nice. Correct. Something like that. Yeah. Or it would also be tougher for me to apprehend him. And uh, at that time, he offered me a shit ton of cash. He had a backpack on. Uh, that clearly had a, a good amount of stuff in it, offered to pay me in cash. I said, this ain't ha-. like, no, that ain't happening. But like, you're that's coming fucking insane. You saw a guy hit a fucking chick, a drunk driving, pulled off, chased him down, confronted him. And he had a backpack of cash. And he was just like, how many rolls you want, brother? Uh, essentially. Yeah. And I believe Holy weapons shit. as well. And uh, at that and what, time, what did I you say? Him, Weapons. He was as probably well. probably had arm. He was probably armed. Okay. Yeah. 
So after I told him that, he said, uh, I'm just going to kill you. I'm going to kill you. All this kind of stuff got maybe a quarter inch from my nose, much shorter than me, which was awesome. You know, looking down on him, you know, <laughs> many are, though, you tall guy. Yes. And uh, at D1 that time, receiver. <laughs> quarterback first, I've just. I, I, want that to be my main I guess the short receivers too. You're right. You're right. You're right. Okay. Thank you. Uh, so EMS showed up as soon as that was happening. Uh, the Denver response and just like their availability with emergency services is like New Orleans, way overtaxed, not enough people actually applying. Uh, they just have too much area. So EMS shows up uh, at the wrong scene, by the way, not even at the actual crash site. Yeah. As soon as EMS shows up, bam, he runs off, takes off running into a crowd of all these X'd out like rainbow warriors on bicycles <laughs> that don't care about anything that's What's going, going on. on. Yeah, they just don't care. I mean, just imagine being that. I mean, they have my sympathies. I've There's been times I've been wandering around major cities that if this all had happened, it would have been a lot to take in. Dude, I had this girl, like, after I talked to EMS, and then this freaking terrible person ran off, came up to me and said, you have such a good heart. Do you want to dance? And, like, just started, <laughs> fuck no, I don't want to dance right now. You're oh, out of your mind. Leave your number okay. in my backseat. But I don't want to do this right now. I was so pissed off, man. I was like, man on a mission. So he runs off. I cut back to the crash site. Make sure them two are okay. Uh, they're good. Make sure that the EMS got their actual location. Cut back to, which again, was only two blocks away, to the scene where I had last seen him. And now I'm busting through those two buildings. It was two separate bars. I cleared every room, bathrooms. And now looking back, I'm like, what the hell was I going to do if he actually was in a bathroom? Right. The cops, the cops don't <laughs> respond. I don't have any zip ties on me or anything. I'm wearing flip flops. Like, if I caught him, now what? We fight until the death. Like, no, I don't. I'm not that serious about this. <laughs> yeah, so, I hear what you're saying, but like, you know, you're following your heart. You, you're doing what you feel is right. Like, yeah, maybe your heart's not a genius. That's okay. Like, <laughs> I like that. I'm gonna steal that line for sure. My heart's <laughs> not a genius. That's <laughs> all right. Yeah, you can so see your heart. It'll, it'll work point. out most of the time. Sometimes. Divorce rate is going up a lot, but that's fine. That's an, another thing. <laughs> I left. I that's because those that people point. aren't listening to their heart, dude. Also true. I went back. This is the scariest part of it. I had see. There's even so many other things. I had a little uh, another little 18 year old guy roll up on a bicycle who pulled a weapon out of his backpack. And I just started yelling, no, 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 at him and like hid behind a dumpster. And then that's when I was like, I'm out of here. I'm just not doing this crap again. Wait, when so that, guy just pulled up and pulled a gun on you? That's what you're saying? So after was he like a I friend went, of the other dude, what's going on? I can only imagine. They were both wearing oversized white tees, shaved heads of the same origin or race and had dickies past their knees. And he looked like he had evil in his eyes and was fumbling to pull something out of his backpack multiple times. And much like a human, when they encounter a bear in the wild, you just get as big and loud as you can. That is what I did to this 
person after I put cleared these two out, buildings. Start ah! <laughs> yeah, exactly. Just like that, dude. And but the scariest part, not even that. Cut back, made sure finally, like, are these two women okay? And they had not even seen the driver of this vehicle yet. Did not see what I had seen, the evil in his eyes. And uh-huh. again, this was a couple blocks back. I get back to them. I tell them both like, hey, this is what I just went through. I literally came in face-to-face contact with the driver of this vehicle. Like, we should, before he even came up, I said, we need to get out of here. We need to change locations to a lit public place, like a grocery store. So, one, they don't know where we're at because I believe that this guy is legitimate evil and is going to come back here and try to erase some folks. Let's at least make sure he can't. Yeah. Exactly. Be safe. Yeah. And as I am finishing that conversation with them two, complete different opposite side of traffic. I mean, whole thing out up underneath a bridge comes walking this same gentleman. Oh, shit. Yes. Right, you know, five yards away from me. And I immediately recognized they had no idea that this yeah. was the guy. And very drunkenly, he says, oh, shit, man, is everyone all right? What happened? And I locked eyes with him. And I could tell as soon as he saw me there, he was like, who, who is this guy? <laughs> Why is he back here already? Like, what the hell is going on? I just said, yeah, dude, we're all good here. All good. As soon as I finished all good, four-door tricked out. Silver Audi SUV comes screeching up, whips open the back right passenger door. Someone else opens it. He jumps in and they fucking peel off. And what I the fuck? Swear to God. And if you've ever seen MacGruber or if anyone listening has, I immediately turned to Anne, the witness who did speak English, and just started repeating back the license plate number to her out loud, such as MacGruber does whenever he – it's sure, the only sure. funny. Okay. So I did that and was able to get the license plate, moved them to the natural grocers, which was a well-lit parking lot. Finally, the cop showed up an hour later, almost an hour and a half after the initial incident, took the whole thing, police report, there you go. Uh, yeah. ran the plates of Filled it the, all out. Oh, yeah. Filled <laughs> yeah. out. The police report gave them the getaway vehicle's license plate information. They looked it up, told me that it is actually the house of a known gang, not MS-13, which is, I guess I'm. it's good it's not that, but it's some sort of Denver local gang, two arrests made two days afterwards. It was his cousin who picked him up, and they got his ass. Wow, dude. Uh, and then... Because I do have to go here in a second, or else I'm going to get yelled at. Uh, he went to uh, went to the Venezuelan restaurant the next day and had a nice meal. Oh my God! What a guy! And brought her some. Oh, uh, I bought her flowers on a Google Translate. This guy's got a uh, lifelong bond. Wrote, I think. Wrote a note here in Spanish to the woman. <laughs> you wrote a note in Spanish. <laughs> I, I'm in a Google Translate, and you can tell by the upside down exclamation points that I'm not I'm not doing that unless I'm copy pasting, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I went and had a nice meal God. at uh, at an, uh, basically a restaurant incubator. What like an one of these places dude. that let you do a few hours as a, if you're uh, an immigrant as a chef or a refugee and you get to cook for a few hours at the restaurant you work at. Wow. 
Yeah. And then if they have enough people that come and support them on their time periods, then they qualify for a grant free, like free money to start their own restaurant. That's a great program. Yeah, it's outstanding. So, and she's an unbelievable cook as well, chef. So that's the whole story. It was nuts, but I'll never do it again. I'll help people. I'm not. Someone even asked me during the, oh, shit, it's John Rambo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude. Oh, my gosh. Dude, and I, that's amazing. I'm, what? Dude, like, congrats. Like, I don't know, you know. Just uh, no more. Yeah, no <laughs> yeah. more. Just no more. But but that but you shouldn't feel any guilt about this. You shouldn't feel bad. You should like it's done, dude. There's no like the regret is not going to be useful. He's right. Like protect yourself. The worst fucking thing. I would. I can't tell you how badly I do not want to wake up to a call of fucking Joe got into something. He's dead in Denver. Uh, yeah. But like that doesn't Could mean you, you to feel bad parade, about though? this, huh? The parade. The funeral <laughs> would just be insane. <laughs> If I could get the love of dying without dying, God, that'd be awesome. We're working on it. Yeah. I told you it was something. <laughs> That's amazing. I don't think dude. I ever sold this at all. That is awesome. Yeah, no, I love it. Thank you, Joe. Thank you for sharing. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I don't think he's a listener, but in case he is, you know, it's all good. Hey, <laughs> here, here's the fucking message. Then don't drink and drive. It's dangerous, dude. Yeah, I mean, this was a bad one, too, man. His gas fluid was all up against the side of the vehicle. Like his, yeah, it, it was it bad. Go wrong. All right, man, I love you. All right. Not financial advice. Just want that on there because when this <laughs> happens, I don't want people coming for me because I think we're all going to become targets. <laughs> all right, I'll talk to you soon. That's it for tonight. The high school special is next, so until tomorrow. For everyone who's been a part of this one, I'm TC and Jake. We do thank you for watching. Good night.